What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast. I am one of your hosts here every week. My name is Mitch, and with me again... I'm back. It's Boozy. Hi. Boozy is back. Gruesome twosome. Gruesome twosome back in the trap. Uh, we're going to be talking about Spookies today from... Uh, fuck, I can't even remember what 87, year. 87. 87? Yeah. yeah, we're going to close... Uh, 86, we were both 86, wrong. okay. Yeah. Either way, we're going to be talking about the cult horror film spookies at the end of this episode but before all that we're gonna of course just get get caught caught up reacquainted with each other it's been a while cocked up with each other (laughs) yeah we're gonna cuck each other up with that yeah boozy yeah good to see you my friend it is great to dock with you once again yes back back at it have you what do you i've been great i've been super busy how about yourself i know you've been busy as well yeah it's been tough (laughs) what do you what are you sipping I got a, a 99 cent Arizona, the fruit that, crunch one. Yeah, you're a big Arizona guy. That's what if there's one thing I know about you, you're oh, an Arizona so iced tea guy. Now I'm drinking a natural lime white claw. <laughs> oh, is that like a OG flavor or is there like a bunch? It is. I think it's an OG flavor. They got a bunch now, though. Like I was just like, white claws are so hot. hot so right hot now. right now. So yeah. hot right now. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. We, uh, both work insane hours um mm-hmm. pretty much when i get off work is when you're starting work uh so it has not been easy but shout out to our listeners who have been sticking with us and know like understood that we've been busy and we just haven't had the time to do this but we love doing it so uh it's good to see and, you again. and we love all of you guys yeah exactly and we've had some oh. fun episodes by the time this comes out we'll have had an episode with Dennis and Bethany, which uh, I'm excited for you get, get to hear that one as well, Boozy, because they're lovely people. They look like lovely people from a distance. I've gazed upon them. Yeah, super nice people. Super fun conversation. Also, and... I just have to say, uh, uh, congratulations. I don't know. If, I think it's con- uh, congratulations is in order to our favorite Boston listener. Uh, she's getting married today. She is. Was that? To... Oh, I yes, think it was. No, it was, it yesterday. was today. Was it yesterday or today? I think they got married yesterday. Okay, they got married. They're already married at some point by the time you're listening to this. Either way, happy... Happy wedding? wedding? Congratulations on being married? Yeah, love you, Lana. Yeah, love you. (laughs) There you go. I just thought I'd I'd throw that in there, too, because I kept seeing pictures about it. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, shout out, Lana. And uh, yeah, I don't know, boozy. Fuck it. Just Yeah, we feel rusty. You want to just start talking about some horror movies? I know I've... We haven't talked in over a month. Our last episode together was Prey. Yes. That was a while ago. Um, so I've seen a, like I've seen a bunch of shit. Have you seen lots of stuff? I've seen a eclectic group of things. I'm sure you probably outwatched me, but I do have some things I want to talk about. I don't know about outwatch. Like I, I think I have like all my stuff that I have for this episode is new, but I think that we should lead off with uh with something that by the time this comes out, it'll it'll have been out for a couple of weeks. But we just saw David Bruckner's Hellraiser. Yeah, the okay, Hellraiser yeah. remake. Let's talk about it, baby. Did okay. So I feel like a lot of this has slipped by me. So you're gonna have to like fill in the cracks for me. Did we always know this was like a a, a new chapter of this, or did, was it sold as a remake? Uh, it's a, it, it is a remake. Was that what it's always sold as, or was it yeah. sold as like a sequel as well? No, no, I was, I, I had just assumed it was just a strip remake because I knew that they weren't bringing back uh, Doug Bradley and right, Jamie, right, right, Jamie right. Clayton taking up the 
putting on the pins to play pinhead. Okay, so that's fair because that's like I was trying to figure out if it was something like like how Candyman was, where it's like yeah. a little bit of both. Yeah. Versus, okay, so this is just a straight up like retelling, I guess. Yeah, it's a, re- a remake from the the mind that gave us, you know, the siren that first that first uh, segment in VHS. That yes. the that one was amazing. That's so, still till this day is probably my favorite VHS segment. Um, that one scared the shit out of me. But then he did the ritual, which has become a favorite of mine. Like I watched that one actually again last week, and I just love this guy's work. And they did the night house was the, Which the was awesome. fantastic as yeah well. that was on both of our top tens and and uh you know we we did a episode on hellraiser with mitch clark our boy and and that was one of those discussions where i can't fully remember how you feel about hellraiser as a whole but i know that uh i grew up as someone who never liked hellraiser it was just too much for me and then I spent too much money on that box set and I ended up falling. I still in remember that you yeah. you like you started off roasting yourself and then it just got to us roasting you about it. That's exactly it. I'm like, <laughs> why, why am I buying this? You don't even like these movies. But now I'm so happy it, I bought it. Yeah, but I it's fucking, a sexy looking box set. It's a sexy looking box set. And I am in the camp of people who believes that the original Hellraiser is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Like uh, it, it holds that title for me now um came around full circle on that thing seeing it as an adult at the right age and i know that's that not to sound condescending to people who still don't like it it's just it clicked with me um this time around and i've since watched it and studied it and been obsessive with it it's like just so gothy and i'm i'm a goth boy so i love it Um, it really does fit into that like uh that early 2000s gothy vibes you know like you're at the the blade party and everyone's just drinking blood and showering yes. blood yeah or like every single tattoo studio has a hellraiser poster somewhere like it's just a yeah it's that a and like a, a metallica or a slayer poster as well yeah yeah but uh no i'm like yeah i fucking i love hell hellraiser one two and three like three less so but i, I have a soft spot for it it's, it's just so campy but um this new one i'm so anxious to talk about it with you I, what, what did you think you know, I, I have to say, first off, that I probably don't have those same kind of lineages in terms of interest with the franchise. I didn't buy the box set to uh, fully embrace it. And other than watching uh, with Mitch Clark way back when and, and your, yourself, I haven't seen too much of other Hellraiser films. So I feel like I'm just kind of like on the fence about the franchise as a whole. But watching this really made me want to dig in more. Like I have a lot more interest in wanting to go watch Hellraiser 2 and and 3, which apparently is not good, but you like it. Yeah, yeah but it's the type of not it's, good that you're going to like it. Too, yeah, because that's the way you like broach that. It's yeah, like, I actually it, like 3. <laughs> yeah, it's it's totally I could see 3 being right up your alley. Just it's fucking ridiculous. I think it's a really cool idea just to begin like in itself. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, a fun uh, idea and it has a cool uh, centerpiece that you can use with the, the, the horror of this box. Yeah. The, yeah. That fucking cube is just amazing. And th- that's something that obviously I'm just going to get right out of the way. I loved it. I love this remake. I was fucking, my hair was blown right back by it. Uh, I will say it was like, when it started, I was like, damn, like what an intro, like do really good introduction to the film. And I was like, yeah, and I was on board from the get go, just knowing that 
David Bruckner does hold one of those titles for me. That was like one of the most exciting people to look out for right now. Like, I just want to see everything this guy does. And uh, I've loved everything he does. So seeing, hearing that he was getting a Hellraiser remake, I was like, that that's going to be interesting. That's not just going to be like a, a neutered down version of Hellraiser. Like, you know, Bruckner is going to bring it and fuck did he ever, but like the, the opening was really cool. And then it got a little, you know, it's, it's funny because I'm, I'm normally a fan of that stuff too. Is like it's very melodramatic, and it, it almost felt like anti CW. Like there were there was a while <laughs> there, and like the the opening first act of the film, I was like, I just don't know if I'm gonna be able to buy into all this drama among the this particularly group of like you know really attractive people. And I was like, it just felt a little polished. But then the carnage comes. And I got to say, man, my job was straight up on the floor through some of these scenes, specifically the, the reveal of Pinhead. Like when we see Jamie Clayton, that's going to be a scene that I, I like I rewound it after I finished the movie. I went back and watched it again because I'm like, what a fucking scene. Like the way that Bruckner constructed that thing, the combination of practical effects and visual effects melded so beautifully together. It just it this the whole movie looks so good like the the carnage looks beautiful and it's like you can tell that they actually put all of this effort into the makeups of the Cenobites but also in the gore and like so the visual effects side of things I thought it all looked really good and like he even plays with stuff like that in the ritual like there's I don't know how long ago you saw the ritual but there's a scene where they're like walking in the woods and he has like a vision and the whole like all the trees just like go whoosh and they separate. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, why didn't I think of at that moment that Bruckner would be the perfect person to do Hellraiser? Because it's like him opening up these portals and like, uh, I, I just, I thought it was so epic and the sound design was so good. And I thought Jamie Clayton was amazing. I not like, it, it's such a hard thing to pull off replacing Doug Bradley. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be impossible to replace Robert England. Like I always thought that if they were going to make remake Hellraiser, they just would have to not have Pinhead, just make like different Cenobites or something like that. Not have uh, your kind of main one at all. Yeah. Or like, you know, do it far differently. Like this, right. don't even try to recreate it. But I, I feel like the best thing I can say about this one is like, there's obviously there's all those people that are always going to just reject remakes because they are redundant. Like when there's a movie as good as Hellraiser, it doesn't need to be remade. And I agree with that. I don't think that this is better than the original, but I think that it did enough. I think Bruckner's vision made it fresh enough for me to just eat up mm-hmm. and I welcome it. Like I thought he, I thought he really crushed it. Like it, it just felt like the guy, he's so good with mood and it, it feels like it was made by someone who has a profound respect and understanding for the source material, which is the most important thing for, to make a solid remake uh, in my, in my regard at least. But yeah, I, I thought it was awesome. So good. I You know what? I, I wish that I could argue with you and give you a different opinion, but I'm much on the same boat here. And I <laughs> think we need some... to argue. We can like things. No, we need to argue about this. Uh, I will say that uh, I thought that, oh, is her name Odessa Azion? 
her job as being that main character because nobody's going to watch these to watch the protagonist, right? Everybody's here to see your pinhead. So I think she did a great job in in keeping and capturing some of that light of being the focal point in a way that was interesting. I understand that, yeah, it was very... Uh, dramatic at the start yeah. and it kind of hard to latch on to but I kind of understood like okay this is your characters trying to learn and change and, and I did appreciate that I just thought like she did a really good job of keeping it going forward because this yeah. could have easily just been a real scooby-doo affair where they just run around inside a mansion which is what they do but yeah. it could have been a lot worse like there there could have been a way worse version of this I feel like everybody kept it going in an interesting enough way um, I, I think that that a lot of the Cenobites were really cool. I wish I could have seen more. I think that's one thing that that I wish uh, like we had kind of like these big four, three or four. Yeah. But I, I kind of wish that we would have had some of those scenes where you'd just be able to like pick them out vaguely in the back of a, a wall or something. You know, yeah, I, you're going to love three <laughs> hell on <laughs> hell world or hell on earth. I think it's called the it, CD Cenobite. Uh... You, yeah, and I've heard you talk about that before. I think it's something you could appreciate. Something like, because uh, I know you like this with uh, Cabin in the Woods, how you kind of yes. like you could pause and see like, oh, there's a clip of this or that. I wish that we'd had a little bit more of that and dealing with a little bit more of this like hell realm because they they show yeah. like some really cool stuff of it, and some of it kind of looks like the portals from Mario. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's the dope part. Like that's what, like when you can make some. Like I had the same thought. Even uh, I agree, and I don't know if it's because the Super Mario Brothers fucking trailers fresh in the mind. Yeah, but I had that thought as well. But I'm like, it's crazy how it's like, it's goofy in concept, but it's still chilling when you're watching it done mm -hmm. by by this team. And I do want to say that like I, I agree with you that she like the the cast is really good and like. The drama is nothing new to Hellraiser. Like, that's why I didn't latch on to the original as a young kid, because right. it was super melodramatic and it felt like daytime soap opera stuff. Like, it had that tinge. But I think it's because, like, I love I love how not sexy the original is. Like, I love how it's these, like, people who are kind of just normal, like, late, early 40s actors and actresses that are being super horny with each other like it it doesn't feel like i don't you know what you can still be horny at 40 no i i, I absolutely <laughs> that's agree. what we learned from hellraiser yes no but uh but that was part of the charm that i liked about hellraiser it just felt gross like it was like and not that they are gross people because they're not but it's it's uh it's just it's not watching like these sexy teens, which I know these people, this group is even a little older than like they're, I think they're supposed to be early twenties or something. Yeah. Um, but they're like all really attractive people and like the, they're really good at what they're doing. The drama is good. Like they're, they're good actors. Uh, but I was just like, all right, I just want to watch you get fucking murked. <laughs> and you do. That's my favorite part about this. I watched it with my, my buddy Dallas and uh, we were, we were like, Every time that box is out there and you see one of them just gets cut, it's like, oh boy, we, you just know you get to watch them get annihilated. And it's exciting. I, I love the repetition of that. It, yeah. Like anytime, I, I think that they did such a good job of making that puzzle more terrifying than it already was. Just for the fact that like anytime anyone's touching it, you're just like, oh shit, like yeah. don't pick that up. Don't do any. And I love that it just like nicks people randomly. And I love the, uh, and I can't remember this from the original is that they had all the different like stations of the box. Yeah, it they was, didn't. 
they didn't explain that in the original They're like that's that's new and i know i read some reviews of people complaining about that like saying that wasn't needed but then i read mm-hmm. some where it's like it didn't give me enough like I, to warrant that it being there i'm like i i thought that that was treated perfectly i was like oh I, yeah. I like that they broke down like the different stages of the box and the different choices you could make like you know the, the whole ending super that, well, epic I, and I'm surprised that that's not actually part of the original source material because that is such a, I thought it was such a smart uh, idea overall. Cause yeah, then you did like when you had your concepts later on of, of people like bartering with the, the Cenobites, yeah. it, it like, it makes more sense. Yeah. So then you're like, Oh shit, what are you guys going to pick? And, and like seeing all the configurations and like, they're like, Oh, you're going to see Leviathan now. Yeah. Like oh, that man. shit was so, so fucking cool. So like, metal so yeah and the other thing i and uh you even mentioned it at the beginning of this review is uh Candyman, like the Candyman remake to me this this lives like right next to it like they're mm-hmm. very si- they're similar in tone and like intent uh I, like, and, and I, they're and they're updated in a respectful way like yeah. you actually enjoy these films exactly no i love like i love that Candyman remake and this one i i love it as well like i'm looking forward to watching it again um yeah it just that the, the carnage is just beautiful it's so gnarly there was I, a, oh man the fucking when the biter actually gets some but is, is it the chatterer yeah, yeah. oh like oh, it's man. what it, i expected too <laughs> i love that they utilize the cenobites more in this one like i love that i love that uh chatterers chasing after them and it's like it feels like a nightmare in elm street sequence and uh that's what i kept on thinking while i was watching i was like oh man i want bruckner if someone's gotta do because you know that they're gonna do nightmare they're gonna yeah. remake it eventually like fuck, I want him to do it, but then I was like, no, you know what? That wouldn't make any sense because he just did it with Hellraiser. Like it, this is such a Nightmare on Elm Street remake, and yeah, it, like there's so much of it that uh, just feels like in that spirit. Um, I loved, yeah, I I love that chat. The whole sequence of the Chatterer was epic, and it was so. I was like, oh my god, it's so exciting to watch. Did the okay? I have a question. Did the ending remind you of like? I'm trying to I'm trying to think what movie this reminded me of, uh, but House of Jack House of Jackville. Oh, House of Jackville, yeah, yes, that it reminds me a little bit. Like it gives me the same kind of vibes at the end. Yeah, well, it's very of, it, it of, feels of like biblical. Yeah, yeah, it, it does on like a whole different level of like yeah. receiving your judgment. Yeah, no, I just know like there there were multiple times in this movie where you know the types of people that we are and the viewers are the amount of stuff that we watch you you always like kind of wonder when you see cool practical effects you're like how was that done Mm -hmm. like you lots of times you you kind of have a good idea of what they were using whether it be bladder effects or if it was just prosthetics but there were times in hellraiser where the vfx and practicals melded so well together that i was genuinely like holy shit does that look good uh, specifically with one character as something right in the middle of his chest and it gets pulled out oh. and you like watch his insides grow back. I'm like, oh my God. Like I was like, that looks so good. It looks he so good. He was the only part of the film that I, I agree wasn't. Yeah. But it was yeah. also so it was like kind of needed for yeah. the it's the the Hellraiser story needs that it, it did feel far different than the other plot it was a very like yeah it was very like strange like quasimodo-esque plot (laughs) to it uh i i will say though compared to the original a lot these these cenobites are a lot less horny everyone in this is less horny they're more into the pain yeah like there's less like 
pain for pleasure like they kind of touch on it but i just don't feel like they're ever like really getting into the like snm of the whole thing oh and i that's weird i feel i feel differently and i feel like they were like they really ramp up like it doesn't just feel like it's it's pinhead being the whole like will tear your soul apart like it feels like all all of them are really gung-ho on just crushing right. everyone i want a um, cenobite with just a shitload of dildos on it <laughs> <laughs> and you can just hear it like flopping down the hallway before it gets to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Just <laughs> <laughs> all different settings. <laughs> oh man! So, oh god! Oh, yeah, what a... settings you'll feel? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the flashlight centibite. Jesus. Uh, yeah, Hellraiser, good movie. It's a, a another killer fucking horror movie this year. There's been plenty of them. Um, it's a good movie it's, it's a, a good, good october movie. movie too it is yeah spooky spooky stuff um i i want to touch on one thing and then we'll just keep going around talking mm-hmm. about what else we've seen but i went uh it would have been last last thursday night i went and saw vancouver international film festivals going down so yeah how was that uh, it's been awesome i saw two really really good movies there neither of them are horror so i'm not gonna really talk about them but the thing that i am gonna talk about is an evening with Michael Abels, who is the composer of all of Jordan Peele's films. He did a live like Q&A performance, showed clips from the film, broke down uh, different things that he like his process and working with Jordan Peele and other filmmakers right. has been like it was just absolutely magical, man. I went with a uh, buddy, Sean Kaprinka from Saskatoon. He was in town because he uh, he's uh, in he's a musical like film composer he's he's in school for film composition and uh this was part of the yeah they he just flew out for biff they're like i i think there was some conferences but this school and like a bunch of students from all over the world were kind of meeting here mitch you don't have to cover for him he was selling drugs we get it <laughs> yeah. he was he was running drugs it this does is... sound like i'm making it up because i'm like you're like tired. and then uh, and then he was and he at, did, uh, yeah and he had lunch at like seven o'clock yep uh <laughs> no we did go for pizza afterwards but uh no just an absolutely lovely wonderful dude and sean he's yeah become buddies with him since like since i moved like i didn't we Big didn't know each- sean yeah didn't know each other before i moved but uh connected over a love of film and um you know saskatchewan uh, but yeah, him and I, we went and saw Michael Abel's and it was so fucking good. Uh, there was just like a bunch of members of the Vancouver uh, Symphony were there. The, there was a mix of like um, like a stage playing cellos, violas, violins, all these like beautiful stringed instruments. And then there was a big projector screen behind them. And he went through each movie and like broke down like the introduction song to get out and then how it is you know juxtaposed with the the song that carries you out at the end of the movie which is very similar but it just there is a few minor differences um learning about like the the what went into making the score with jordan peele it was so like funny because obviously peele is a hilarious guy and he's a genius and uh it was just it was a really really cool experience that i i never thought i'd be able to have but i'm really happy i was able to go to it um what yeah, what did you learn did you like is there one thing you could take away to be like hey i learned something new about this fella right here oh i learned a lot of, a lot about him as a person like just a genuinely it's another i've been having those like with chet was another one of them chet's are we had on the show where i'm like 
man, it turns out it goes a long way. Just not being a dick, just being right. a good, just being a good person is super underrated more people should try it <laughs> like because michael abels is clearly just a good human being he spent like an hour doing q a's afterwards but oh that's uh, cool yeah one one thing i took away though big time from him was there was one part where like out of all of his scores i love all of them but us is my favorite just i love the i got five on it mix it, it's so good um and there's that would like, actually be super interesting to hear about like the juxtaposition oh, of that yeah well he he broke down like you know because how he composed that knowing that there was also like during there's like a final showdown between Lupita Nyong'o and her doppelganger at the end of us it's like the best scene in the whole movie I really like that movie but uh, that scene is so good and knowing that there was going to be like sound effects in there as well and where he knew where to leave negative space and it was just really, really interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And like hearing these these violins and violas just fucking shred was amazing. Cause like, and also one of the more interesting, one of the most interesting things out of all of it is it came up in the QA, but he's like, a lot of people just assume that I'm a string musician, that I he's like, he doesn't play music songs with strings. And yet he composed all of these, these scores that are so heavily involved with strings but it, it goes to show that there's so much more to the art form than people think like it, it there's talent is talent and exactly it, it, it gets through no matter how and yeah like you can you know there's a lot of filmmakers who can write a certain way but they necessarily or they could direct something but they would never be able to write it that way you know mm-hmm. i'm tired sorry i feel like i'm brain dead today but yeah that that was awesome uh so <gasps> If you ever have the opportunity to go see like a live live composer, especially Michael Abel's, go out and do it. Do yourself a favor. What else have you been watching, Boozy? I was gonna wait, wait. Before that, I just have to ask. No, you don't got any horror movies at Viff to talk about, or did you not make it out to a lot? Uh, no, I didn't see any horror movies. The closest I saw to a horror movie would be The Whale, which was the Darren Aronofsky movie. <clears throat> right, 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 right. With Brendan Fraser. Yes. So what made you want to go more, Brendan Fraser or Darren Aronofsky? Because those are both big boner times for you. What made me what? What made you want to go see it more? Uh, the whole thing. Just <laughs> both of them. Like, on, honestly, like, I, I, I love both of those creators, but um, it's, it's exactly what you'd expect. Uh, if you know Darren Aronofsky, <laughs> you shouldn't be surprised. It's very, very pretentious, but very fucking good. Um, yeah, it's, I, I loved it, but it is one that I've, as I've had more time since I've watched it, it has like kind of fallen a bit for me just because I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to just not give myself a wedgie for overthinking stuff, but it, it really is like, a, it's a difficult movie to, to discuss because, right. you know, there's controversy around or whatever. I, I just, as a film, it's a good movie. It's a very it's a good, good movie. movie. It's a good movie. And uh, Brendan Fraser is just so fucking good in it. Like I, I cried like a baby three times, man. <laughs> is, was, is he having his reconnaissance? Is this I, what's happening? I sure hope so. I will say the one thing, the one thing that I will say about the whale is no one on earth could have played that role except for him. Like there was the movie was built w- for him. I think it, it would have been it would have been laughable if it wasn't right. him because it is about a 600 pound man and it's just his the the level of empathy you can feel and just looking at that guy's eyes 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I know like a lot of people are rightfully like I, I understand that some people would feel uncomfortable with like, you know, how they made a movie about a 600 pound man. And it, he obviously isn't. But that's also storytelling. That's how stories are told is people act and they aren't those people. And I'm not meaning that to be condescending, but uh, I could see why it could seem um, exploitative or hurtful. But I just didn't. I I do not feel like there was malice behind right. that movie. Um, right. I, I'm choosing. I'm choosing to live in the world where I I do not feel that there was a malicious intent there. Well, um, as uh, as a former uh, 600 pound man, I'll also agree <laughs> that they were they were doing right by me and my homies. Yeah, there, man. There's one. There is one scene that it like. I keep on saying. I'll say one thing about it, but no. There's straight up. It is requiem for a dream, but of eating. Like that's what the movie. Is. Oh my god! It it really is, dude. And there's one scene where it's like, "Fuck, have we all been there, buddy?" Like he's just going ham on the fucking kitchen, and it's it's. I'm laughing about it now, but while I was right. watching, while I was watching it, I wasn't laughing. I was like, it's actually magic. It's wild that I'm not laughing at this because it's so ridiculous. It was just more so sad. But when you think about it, when you're removed, you're like, God damn, homie really did pour out half a fucking bottle of mayonnaise on a piece of pizza. <laughs> sometimes you gotta. I mean, yeah, I, gotta. I don't know if I can can uh, co-sign on mayo, but like ranch. Yeah. Yeah, big time um yeah no that that's all i saw that and deliver um what's it called decision to leave park chan wook's new movie but that's not horror at all so also good movie a little over long don't recommend watching it when you just worked a 70 hour work week um right get, it get might, some uh, rest. you know when your hours are stretched like that that's when it really like minutes and movies really count for you yeah, exactly. And, and I think that should be taken into account because, like, you know, if you're working a ridiculous amount of hours and you only got like two hours to watch a movie, it's got to be like a solid two. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, honestly, though, decisionally, I think it was like two hours and 10 minutes. It just felt longer. But it, that's also 100% me being so more exhausted than I've ever been going to see a subtitled movie right after I finished an insane week. <laughs> yeah what have you watched okay so i got some new stuff i got some old stuff i got stuff first off i the first one i want to get out of the way is one that you'll have to remind me if i even talked about this one because i couldn't remember if i mentioned it last if it sounds familiar you can just cut me off uh i watched a french belgian tv show called black spot no you didn't talk about this okay the excellent because i love this is it a uh, sequel to c spot run <laughs> it's the one where uh, spot gets the black lung and they have to put him down <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh no so it's about a police chief who visits a small uh french town that's kind of isolated from like the rest of the world that has uh, a murder rate that's six times higher than anywhere else and they want to find out why it's okay. It's a murder mystery show. It's a little bit of an urban legend kind of show dealing with with uh, like Belgian culture and urban legends in their lore. Kind of how like something like the Hollow, you know, that's that's dealing with the country's lore like that, and the same sort of mythical like foresty creatures. It's a very cool show. I there's two seasons to it, and they just got through season one, but 
I, I was really impressed. Nice. And it's called the black lung. The black spot. Oh, the black spot. <laughs> I got I got no, I, yeah, sidetracked I just, by the old the LR spinoff. <laughs> oh man. Nice. The black spot. Cool. You, uh, yeah. I uh, I can't uh, I can't say there's any actors that I know in here because it's all it's mostly foreign, but it, yeah, it's on it's on Netflix if you want to check it out. Sick. Uh yeah, no, I've never heard of it, so I am gonna put that on the old watch list. I don't uh, know how I actually found it, but like to be honest, I, I don't usually finish TV shows, but this one I've been crushing it. Nice. Yeah, I've noticed the the whole never seen past season one of Stranger Things. <laughs> but am I, think, I missing out that much? Am oh, I? yeah, absolutely. Um, but at the same time, I feel like you might need to give him. I feel like you might be too angry right now because I feel like you do hate when things are widely loved. Yes. yes. <laughs> I don't Well, because a lot of I'm it's meaning trash. that with love. Yeah, oh, no, no, I'm 100% Stranger... a contrarian. But Stranger Things is not trash. But uh, <laughs> I could see it. It's something that I think you're going to discover like 10 years from now and be like, God right. damn, this show is great. <laughs> I, I nearly missed out on uh, Breaking Bad. So this could totally be it right here. It's not Breaking Bad. But yes, I, I know what you mean. Stranging uh, Bad. Yeah. Yeah. I want like most of the stuff that I saved for this episode because like I just recorded yesterday and I yeah. knocked off like older ones that I watched. Um, but I watched lots and lots of new stuff that I haven't talked about on here yet. I know I've shared my thoughts on this. I'll be quick about it because I've talked about it on other podcasts at this point. It's been over a month since it's been out. People are probably tired of it. Barbarian is fucking awesome. I loved Barbarian. Go see that's, it if you still um, can. That's the one with Justin Long, right? Yeah, but that's the thing is like, so I saw it with Jason Hamill and right. the best way to go into this movie is not knowing a single thing about it. That is how I went in. Like, Okay, perfect. Because I still have no idea. Good. But even Jason didn't know that Justin Long was in it. So like right. when that and I think judging by the reaction of the theater, I think a lot of people didn't know that he was in it. Um, but that was man, half the movie right there. It's like, oh shit, that's Justin Long. Even J- like, because it was after like already a bunch of fucked up shit had happened, and then when Justin Long pops up, Jason's like, wait, what? <laughs> it's it's a wild movie. Okay, but- when was the last time you remember seeing Justin Long? Like, I'm thinking like Dodgeball is last time I vividly oh. remember him doing shit. No, it was like Tusk. Like he was <laughs> okay. And, yeah, I guess. Tusk. And I know. uh previous previous host of the show kyle zervinsky that he's not a fan of justin long i really like justin long i always have and uh, i have a real soft spot for him yeah yeah sweetie he's a horror icon man at this point he's a horror icon um and it's he's so likable i at least i find but that's what's cool is he plays a relentless piece of shit in barbarian but like i said (laughs) i'm I'm not gonna say anything else about it i will be curious but you think boozy because uh I I don't know how much you're going to love it just from knowing your tastes, but right. I think that there's it's just as good of a chance that you'll love it as if you won't. I, I couldn't see you hating it. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about it, so I'm very curious. Yeah, I just know you you weren't like it's not the same as X, but it, it has similarities in some ways to to right. X, which I was a big fan of. But honestly, I even like Barbarian more. Really? Because um, yeah. I know you liked X. I liked X a lot, and I'm actually about to start talking. Okay, yeah, we capping that off. Barbarian was fucking awesome. If you haven't seen the trailer, keep it that way. Just go in, watch this wild ass movie. It's definitely one of my favorite horror movies of the year. Um, but yeah, Damn. talking about X, I also saw Pearl, 
the prequel for oh, X that yeah, had yeah. just come out or that kind of the... just that's a big turnaround on that like a fast turnaround from what I understand he like shot it back to back with X like not knowing if it was going to get greenlit um, which is very gangster that's... I think that that's awesome <laughs> he really he really girl bossed on that one he did yeah but he <laughs> I think it's because I, I don't know the, the whole story so I'm not going to pretend like I do but from what I have heard him and Mia Goth really hit it off on on X and like they came up with a bunch of backstory for who Pearl is and and what made this character who she was and then it kind of just turned into a movie on its own and uh, I think it's fucking awesome as well like Pearl was so good Uh, it's very very different from X uh, which is also something so admirable like something I find so fascinating is that it's now going to be a trilogy. Like they even, they just announced Maxine is mm-hmm. the third one in the, in the franchise. And it's crazy to me. Cause yeah, I don't know how they were able, how he's able to build such a big world out of this, this movie that was initially just a slasher movie about people making a porno. It's, it's amazing. And uh, yeah, X is just, it's all style. It's very, um, very art house. Uh, I think that I, I'm so pleased to see that it did extremely well like both pearl and barbarian opened at number one in the box office which is nuts because those are both highly unique original stories mm-hmm. and uh that's so refreshing knowing that we're getting getting new especially in the genre we're getting new horror movies that are you know or not like their original properties and not remakes or reboots or whatever and you know that's coming from a guy who just praised hellraiser but it's it's cool like there's there's been such a wide variety of stuff this year and it's made it super fun to be as into this stuff as we are. It's It's been a really rewarding year. And Mia Goth's great in Pearl. It's twisted. It's fucked up. I think I like X a little bit more, but that's just, I'm more of a slasher guy uh, in terms, like I, I still, I, I appreciate it. Has it gone it. camping yet? What? Has it gone campy yet? Like is Pearl more campy than X? I think X is insanely campy. <laughs> Like X is so over the top campy, and this is I feel like it's more it's pulling from like classic Hollywood tropes and everything, and uh, just the overall aesthetic of it. Like every the colors are blown out in in the contrast, kind of like Wizard of Oz or something like that. Like it right. it looks like an old school film, which is one of the best parts about it, the style of it. Uh, but but it's definitely I don't know if I would say it's as campy as X, but it's it's good it's really good i really liked pearl but boozy what else have you watched well i haven't watched pearl yet i would like to because i want to know where this is going especially if this is going to be a a little trilogy franchise of its own here like i don't want to be left behind yeah (laughs) i i cannot imagine you're going to be a fan of pearl no no but i don't know it's fucking impossible to tell with you and that's part of the fun with you is you never know what's gonna hit i like just being a wild card even to myself uh so the next one i i checked out is actually something i'm surprised you haven't seen yet which you might have <laughs> let's see i got a couple more new ones on here i checked out 2022's significant other oh no i just uh, i was talking with a friend that was watching it today though Okay, yeah, because I, I saw that you hadn't put it on your letterbox yet, so I wasn't sure if you had seen it. I'm going to be real with you, homie. I hadn't heard of this movie until today. Really? Yeah. 
that you're a big cinema a, guy. It has a cool cast. Yeah, who uh, uh, is it? Micah, Micah Monroe. Monroe yeah. Yes, and Jake Lacey, if you remember him from The Office, he was like one of the interns. It's, oh, it's that's wild. A, he's Blob. Yes. Yeah. Blob. Yeah. Yeah. He's grown quite a bit since then. Yeah, he's in uh, White Lotus as well, TV series I love. But okay, yeah, tell, tell me about this. Okay, so this is your classic couple goes on a camping trip. And, uh, love it. Yeah, and they're, and they're having some romance, and they're having some romance issues. And then uh, it's really hard to talk about where this film goes because it gives, like, if you talk about what, happens it, it's like the whole movie cruxes on one thing uh basically then don't talk don't talk about it then i, I okay. don't want if it's a spoiler no well so basically there's an invading force that's happening in this forest while these two are out there and they don't realize it so that's all i want to give away it's a little bit like the thing it's Evil uh, a little it's a little bit like honeymoon i i think You're, that these are all my favorite movies yeah like so backcountry yes like it, it it shares some similarities just in terms of storytelling i think you'd i think you'd enjoy it overall it, it takes a very interesting twist that for this kind of horror movie i wasn't expecting it to in an almost like silly way but i kind of liked it um overall it's probably and the reason that i liked with the weirder parts is also probably the reason I don't think this is an incredible movie because I like darker films altogether, and this one kind of gets a little silly, but in like a fun way. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I I think you definitely should check it out. There's some really cool cinematography. They they like to fuck with your brain a little bit with it, and yeah, the overall the story is pretty interesting. Nice. Yeah. No, it, the posters look great. I cannot believe I didn't hear about it until today. I was texting with a friend, and he's like, "Have you seen this yet?" I'm like, I "Had never even heard of this." And then, I. Uh, the only reason I found out about it is from a Twitter thread because somebody posted like a post your 2022 movie that nobody's talking about. Somebody posted this and I was like, well, yeah, like someone I, talked to they, they said no one's talking about a movie that came out literally two days ago. <laughs> no, seriously. They're like, I don't see anybody talk about this movie just came out. And then they're like, like I, was, I saw the poster and I thought, OK, this looks like that's such cover. a busy poster. It, yeah, it looks like the cover of a Demon Hunter album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh the so i know which one you're talking about now it's like all the trees and the horns i'm not even into demon hunter and i know this yeah yeah no the the art and everything for this looks awesome yeah yeah i'm looking forward to checking this one out hopefully i'll be able to do that soon cool have you seen anything else yeah i i have uh i have more stuff if you're uh interested the next one is also a foreign film from the netherlands uh, so I watched 2022, unless I talked about this one. Nope, keep going. Uh, I watched 2022's Malak. Oh, fuck. I want to see this one. It's on my list. Uh, this also, I, I kind of referenced The Hallow before when talking about a film. This film, or when I was talking about a TV show, um, but this film also reminds me a lot of The Hallow. Uh, basically, a, uh, an intruder comes into this family's home and they live like right by this huge bog. And it's just kind of a, like, people keep coming after them it's a very cool film uh nice yeah it's, like it's a shutter yep uh i i think 
I think everything about this film was built in for me to like anyway. So of course you're going to hear me just say nothing but good things, but that's great to it's hear. It's very dark. It's very spooky or classic. Like, uh, I don't want to say classic, but it, it's like, it's a home invader film. It's a, it's a body swap film. There's so many cool cults to this cults. Yeah. I, I think yeah. this is right up your alley. The imagery is great. They yeah. did like using that uh, set piece of like the bog. You can even just tell from like the the posters and stuff. They have this thick like white and and subtle green that is used through all of this. Love it. Kind of, yeah, and it's just it's a fun. I definitely recommend you check this out. Man, maybe I'm gonna because I I might have time for one tonight because like I'm trying to go to sleep early, but I want to. Yeah, I really want to see this one. It's at the top of my list. I was deciding between watching Moloch. Or the one that I'm going to talk about now, which is okay. also on Shutter, uh, but that's great to hear. I, I am moving Moloch to the top of my list because, uh, yeah, I've heard really good things from now you and my other buddy. Um, all right, the one I'm going to talk about next is "Speak No Evil" on Shutter. Why? So this, this you, is the one with Kane, right? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, I, I forgot about that. Jesus, no, I think it's a uh, oh yeah, it's a Dutch, it's a Dutch film. Uh, but the synopsis, it's basically, it's basically this couple is like on vacation. They meet another couple while they're on vacation, and they decide they get invited back to their house, spend some time with them, and like you know, party with them, and just get to know new people. They they're looking for some excitement. They're on vacation. This isn't like a wife swap thing. They're just, no. it's very consensual friendship. This is very, very without like, I, I worry about this coming across as spoiler, but uh, in the vein of something along the lines of like funny games or the killing of oh. a sacred deer. Um, <clears throat> okay. those yeah. So it's, it's a very slow burn, but I found it to be never boring. I was really invested in the characters but i think it's because i've just i have a soft spot for those movies that make you question your manlyhood while you're watching being like what would you do in this situation and like because everyone thinks that they're going to be a hero and right. everyone thinks that they you have what it takes to take care of your family and to protect people but when you have severe anxiety issues <laughs> you start overthinking all that kind of stuff and you think about like well, there's not a lot you could do in this situation. And then, you know, it's the whole introvert, like how, how you are as a man, if you're introverted or if you're extroverted. And this is a very good, like character study of putting four very different people in a room together and kind of seeing how it pans out. That's only half of the movie, though. It turns into one of the most vicious movies I've seen this year in terms of like not necessarily violent. It's just disturbing. Uh, this is something very much along the lines of funny games, killing of a sacred deer. It's a human tale of terror. It's extremely depressing, like just bleak. And so like, it's right up your alley. Yeah. It's very Eden Lake, um, okay. like movie, movies that, uh, like that, or there's this Australian movie killing grounds that reminds me of, um, a little bit of the strangers just in tone of like, you know, Was I think killing grounds, the one with the sniper. No, no, that was uh, Downrange. Downrange. How did Downrange. I remember that? I hated that. <laughs> I thought that movie sucked. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is. Yeah, like it's that type of uh, it's the type of horror though, where uh, the you, when you're watching it, there's a good chance that you're not even going to know it's a horror movie for the first half hour, forty five minutes, because it just kind of 
it's like a drama where tension kind of heats up it a little bit here and there. that line but there's a moment in it where it's like oh yeah this is the feel-good movie of the year eh? like <laughs> it's it's a uh, what Mitch, now talking about myself in the third person, would call a real knee slapper. Is this one. <laughs> okay. It's, yeah. So speak no evil. I definitely, I recommend it, but with a heavy caveat that to know what you're getting into, this isn't, these movies are not for everyone. And uh, if you're just not wanting a soul crushing movie, don't watch it. I think it's just, it's one of those. It's just depressing. It's very depressing. So, yeah. You got to get like, you got to watch it on the right day if you're going to. Yeah. I don't yeah but I don't know I think it's just it's also an acquired taste like it's and I totally respect people who don't like being miserable <laughs> that's right. fine it's understandable <laughs> I wish I wasn't the way I am but uh, <laughs> I don't like it either but yeah so that's speaking hey evil. we're all in this together <laughs> yeah man uh you watch anything else that's all I have honestly okay uh well then i'll wrap it up i i have technically no you you i think you've watched something that i'm about to talk about i don't know if you finished it out but uh i've been saving a discussion on Dahmer. okay yeah i haven't finished it but i will talk about Dahmer. yes i, I would love to i think i've got to episode three. Oh boy yeah so you yeah uh okay yeah, let's talk about it. This is another one kind of like The Whale where I'm like, I don't know how to talk about it because like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm that big of a fan of it. I don't know. It's right. Mr. Dahmer, I love all your work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> big fan, love all your yeah. work. Well, and it's just, you know, the whole trauma porn thing. Like where it's what Ryan Murphy's always done. This is the guy who did like the he created American Horror Story and uh, there was a really, really depressing movie or TV series, Hollywood. It was just all about how horrible people were in Hollywood back in the day, which is like, yeah, we know. Uh, just like we know Jeffrey Dahmer is evil. We know he did some horrible fucking things. Um, yeah. What are, what are your thoughts? Let's Since you've only seen three episodes, let's go with you first. It's <clears throat> okay. So I, I, I always have to broach things. I'm going to broach so, this one as well. Okay. So so um, I guess the thing I want to get is is not that like I'm bored of it, but there definitely is like so much of this big serial killer content coming out like this, especially in the same veins. I don't know how many Dahmer and Bundy things we keep getting over and over. And it just it just feels like like you're kind of burnt out on it in a way. Like how many times can I hear about the you know, same story uh, the same yeah and and that's and uh, it's kind of hard to judge a show off of that built-in merit unfortunately because you look at this we've seen some incredible performances and takes on people acting as Dahmer and I just kind of add the Bundy thing in there because this kind of does feel a little bit like the uh extremely wicked I, yeah. yeah I can't remember the full name of that one but you can the Zac Efron one. the follow boy one yeah yeah, where it's it's these super stylistic and and I know they're not trying to sensationalize their these killers, but they always do. But at they the same time, like, they still are. They're, by yeah, making they're so, it, you are doing it. Yeah, and you're making them so sleek and sexy. Like we all know, like Evan Peters did a fantastic job. As yeah, uh, but here's where I disagree with some people. It's like I've heard people be like, Evan Peters is so hot. What are you doing making him like the like? Because it just makes Dahmer seem like sexy and attractive. I'm like. What the fuck is wrong with anyone who finds him attractive in this? 
Like he's not, he's creepy as hell in it. I don't, I don't think like he's a he good, does looking a good guy. I, I still think that he pulls off like a little bit of this, like sexy mystique. Yeah. He's, he's a cute, like he's a, he's an he's attractive a man. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's, a, he's an attractive man. I like, <laughs> like Evan Peters as a, a human, as a performer, right. he's a, he's an attractive person, but I think that he, I think he did do a really good job as Jeffrey Dahmer in this, but that's another thing that it's kind of like, you know, this could be brought up about the whale, but I don't feel like that relates to it at all. It's more so like Christian Bale, like people who go through these extreme things, mm-hmm. um, it's body transformations and stuff like that. And then everyone's like, oh, they're the best actor to ever live because they did something so crazy to their bodies. And people are saying that like Evan Peters is really good in this, but like, let's calm down here. Like, let's calm down and say that he's like uh, one of the best actors <laughs> to ever live yeah, because no, of his I, portrayal I, of Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> I think that's that's a little over the edge. And I just want to say, for the record, Ross Lynch's version was much better. Are you talking about my, the... my friend Dahmer? Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah, I, 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 I prefer it. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's it feels it's, less. It's a, uh... it's a feels more low key. And I know that they're dealing with different areas in, in Dahmer's life, but mm-hmm. it just feels like they did a better job of really showing this reserved weirdo. Well, it showed a side of the story that people aren't as familiar with. Like that's right. the thing is if you listen to true crime podcasts once, you mm-hmm. know, every single bit about this story. So it's like, do I really need to watch him fucking drill people's heads? And yeah, it, it, this, <laughs> this felt very much like the the American psycho version where yeah, it's there's very... like the cool. There's like even now we have like that meme of like him being like, you can watch this. It's and a then great go. meme. It's a great it, meme. It's and I great... knew I knew the moment it happened, too. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I cannot. You, you know, we've gotten to that point in a society where we're like, you can just tell like, oh, that's going to be a meme. Yeah, like, absolutely. But and also shout out Exorcist 3, though. Great. Film. Right. Right. <laughs> Great. Film. Uh, it, that makes it so much creepier that he's just like, yeah, we're watching this for a millionth time. Yeah. But uh, it's just I, I don't know. I, I, I guess that it's more or less that I'm having a hard time judging it solely on its merit because of all these other extenuated actors. Yeah, and that's and like it didn't get the same treatment because of racism, probably. But like the Richard Ramirez one, they didn't yeah. have like any anybody like uh, I was just gonna say Wilmer Valderrama, but that's a terrible. One. <laughs> they, didn't... <laughs> they didn't have any like sexy person playing Richard Ramirez and trying to sex that up. Like it's I don't know. It's just it's very odd to me, and it, it just seems like an unnecessary. All the all the right parts are there. It just overall feels unnecessary. Yeah. So here's the thing. I think this is the best thing Ryan Murphy's ever done. Like mm-hmm. I, I think the series was really really good. But much like you, I am I'm tired of it. And it was a struggle for me to get through it because I was like, why am I still because it's like it's all good. Like it's it's well made and it's right. well told. But I'm like, but why? Why do I feel the need to have to continue watching it? And I'm happy that I did, because um, as like, you know, like there's even the first episode is super horror. Like it's like intense. Mm-hmm. And like I was pretty blown away by not like how we, how they made it not super graphic, but more so like alluded to what he does and what you're more going to happen. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's very intense. Like there's the part where he's like laying on the guy and he's like listening to his heartbeat and how he's like, he's going to eat it and shit like that. It's like, that's just a really well-crafted horror scene. But then it's just like, I don't know how much I need to watch this guy just be a horrible person for mm-hmm. 10 fucking hours. But then 
we got to episode six, which is the one it's based around one of his victims that was uh, deaf. And that was like that one episode was better than the entire show combined. Like it's like that it was really I really wish they would have done more of that throughout the series. Okay. I feel like it, you know, it highlighted more of the humans that that were taking from from this and you know this is very exploitative like this to me is extremely exploitative uh, and even by doing that even by doing such a good job at portraying that that whole episode where it's just basically centered around deaf people mm-hmm. it was it was just really well directed really well put together and uh, i know jennifer lynch like david lynch's daughter directed like half this series half this series so that's why it looks so good and um yeah it's it's very competently made but i am i'm with you where i'm like i just i don't need any more Dahmer or fucking bundy um but unfortunately like it even like how depressing is that man like i was looking on netflix today the number one the number one most watched thing on netflix right now is Dahmer. guess what the second thing is conversations with a killer Dahmer. It's like we Dahmer, are getting, so yeah, hot right now. Exactly. <laughs> we are giving so much attention to to these like but that's just human nature though. Like people are so But there you know, are, there are different ways you could do this that are interesting and like I Like my I friend mean, Dahmer. Like my friend Dahmer or like yeah. the one I was going to give a big shout out to which we need more of desperately David Fincher uh Mindhunter. Yes, my yeah, Mindhunter Mindhunter yeah. is puts you into this universe with all these people but they play them as like they're they're fucking sharks in the water. They're not yeah. just like mythical. They're not like that like you guys mentioned before like, they're not, they're like not the main characters psycho. either. Yeah, they're yeah, they're not they're, the main characters. And it, it's kind of cool that you can build a universe that way and maybe not rely so much on the exploitative nature yeah. of just like, hey, here's where they put the drill in his fucking stuff. I know. And they they really do try and make you root for Dahmer and Dahmer. Like they tr- and like that's what I'm like, it's just fucking gross. <laughs> like it's just gross. Is there is there a Dahmer musical? Oh, I'm sure there is. I thought you were gonna bring up the uh your boy, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner's in a Dahmer movie. He is, which yeah. is not terrible. No, it's not, but it's but it's the same thing as this. Like it's yeah. That's I remember when I was, like when I was watching the first episode, I was like, oh, this is just that. Honestly, that Jeremy Renner one was more brutal. Like that, but that was a that was came out at a time where it was like a straight to DVD. Pretty, yeah, it was like two thousand four. Yeah, they were doing like, that, and they did the Ed Gein or no, yeah, they did an Ed Gein one with Kane yep. Hodder, um, and then they did. The the one that really fucked me up was Gacy. And yeah, I loved you shared the meme today, but it's like they include fucking John Wayne Gacy and Dahmer like he's Thanos. <laughs> well, it's, it's so like true. for no reason. Yeah, it's so dramatic. Like oh, these God. serial killers are like in a network or something. Yeah, I think it's like the second last. Well, there there is a connection because like uh the their crimes were very similar, but it, it that was one of those things where it was so it wasn't handled as well as I think it probably they think that they did because um, right. really it's like, oh, look at all the similarities. And like the day that Gacy was executed, it was the day that Dahmer got baptized and like they had very similar um, they had similar crimes, but they also like had different ideals in some way. I don't even know what I'm saying, but it's yeah, it, it was pretty I was like, I couldn't believe what I was watching where I was like, God, this is just so trashy. Like how there's like, I think it's episode nine or 10, even where 
you see this guy and he's in a pickup truck and I'm like, what are they doing here? What, what's going on? And then you see this kind of like bigger guy who's like, oh my God, are they doing Gacy? And it's like, are they setting up the next series? <laughs> like, I thought they were doing that like oh, the cinematic. Like the last episode, it'll be the after credits little yeah, trailer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, he goes in the house and he's like walking him to the kitchen and you see the there's a clown painting on the wall. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm pretty sure there's even a stinger in it, too, where it's like, <laughs> it's like, man, this is so fucked up. Like, I, I know that, you know, a lot of people would probably have different takes on this, but, you know, a lot of the families are obviously rightfully upset about this because it's just bringing back all this horrible memories and like it's people are focusing on the wrong part of the story um yeah that's basically what i was gonna say it's just it's fucking i feel so bad for the families like i feel like that's that's us growing up is that we actually like think about that because i I thought about that too is like man if that was like my auntie or uncle or like my parents or something and people are just like oh man you cast this character so well to get fucking butchered and it's like yeah this shit actually happened yeah and like that's my that was my brother that was my fucking Mm -hmm. uncle that was it's it's so fucked up and just just knowing what he did to them but he's just one of the worst ones like Dahmer's was simply one of the worst ones the one it's a it's a spoiler not really actually no it's not a fucking spoiler because it's history it's history (laughs) um but uh, what I, what I will say is I did appreciate that I think that the most brutal violence that is in the series isn't what Dahmer inflicts on other people. I think it's when he gets taken out. Um, and I was like, that was a good choice. That was like one of the one of the good choices you made here, because like they really do just allude to what he was doing to people. Like it's not like in the Jeremy Renner one. I remember it's like there's a scene where he's drilling in a guy's head, and it's like, oh my god, it's never gonna end. Like it's just like it's so it's impressive how taste. much of that movie you remember. Oh, that that's what makes it good though. That's how you know it was good. Is yeah. that it? And I think it's got like really bad reviews, but I think anything like this is going to be a victim of that. Like it's who's gonna say that the, it's it's an amazing movie? But no, it, it was very visceral. It did linger you, on me. Do you think any of these studios have ever given like some of this money to the victims? of this or is this just like a very, very i think they probably say cow. that they say that they're going to that's one other positive thing that they do in the series is uh it's like you know Dahmer's dad wrote a book yep they they touch on that like how he's he became a best-selling author but didn't make a dime off of it which is you know he's a victim as well but it's still like that it's fucked up to think that someone's gonna make a bunch of money but that's exactly what netflix is doing Dude, you gotta think that they're looking at like they're looking at serial killer names just on a big pegboard, and they're like, yeah. "This is all like public domain." They're, like, yeah, they're building. Whole they're building. Yeah, they got the money signs in their eyes. <laughs> this is, are you? They're gonna build a the metaverse of fucking yeah. serial killers. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be like a. I know you're not a Marvel fan, but Kevin Feige, whenever he's at Comic-Con, it's like they drop the curtain and there's all the titles for the next 10 years of Marvel <laughs> movies that are coming out. Oh, the Toy Box Killer! Yeah. <laughs> toy Box Killer! <laughs> People would be so into that too. That's Oh, I know. <laughs> Hell yeah, murderinos! <laughs> oh, shade. Um, yeah, people, people love crime right now. It's hot. Crime is, yeah, I... 
I don't know. I guess people just love dealing with the mortality of other people who aren't them. Yeah, exactly. I know I do. Yeah, but like and I know we're now talking in circles, but you made such a good point is that Manhunter is a prime or Mindhunter Mind is a prime example of, you know, touching like touching on this subject matter without glorifying it in any way yeah, or exploiting yeah. it. Like it is it's inherently exploited because they're building a story off of it. But I don't know. I never got the feeling that they were like Manson. Yeah, actually, it was a pretty. Is he, he wasn't all that bad. <laughs> pretty you know? fucking chill. Yeah, yeah like anytime they, oh, you just had they to showed him. him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anytime they showed any of the killers, they never like glorified any of them. And yeah, no, and yeah, like they're they're and anytime they did, like who's the one that they Kemper? focus on? Yes, because they, yeah. they do that a little bit in uh, in the first season, but then then he has a switch again, and you're like, all right, yeah, this reminder, bad dude, this guy's not good. It, yeah it's like it's like petting a cat because you know eventually it's going to attack you exactly it's going to scratch <laughs> yeah um, exactly awesome all right well yeah that's that's everything i got to touch on because other stuff is just stuff i've seen a million times i've been saw jaws twice in the theater uh I, I how many the, times have you seen it in theater three three yeah do you, do you still feel like it's redeemable every single time like it's a 10 out of 10 I, home run the three the i will say the last time i saw it that like which was eight days after i saw it in imax like i watched the 3d transfer that was the best i've ever seen it yeah yeah like it's it's unbelievable how much i fucking love that movie and how good it is and i think the one thing that helped too is like i'm not a 3d guy at all that's all i'll say i'm not that's why but i was like i feel like i kind of need to like i feel obligated to right i go see it out of just curiosity um but I was actually shocked at how awesome the 3D was because it wasn't like a coming at you 3D. It was more so like you could focus on like the the composition of Spielberg's shots and his blocking. Right. And it's it's so it adds so much depth to it. And also, I think it benefited because I've seen that movie so many times, like I, I could recite it and just seeing it even slightly, you know, enhanced in any way, like just by having, you know, the darker blue. It was just like automatic. It's just a great movie. So no matter right. what, it was going to be awesome. Um, but the mainly it was the beginning and the end that the 3D was very beneficial. Like, or not saying it's been, it didn't need it, but it was, it wasn't as, uh, it wasn't cheesy in the way right. that, I th you know, you'd expect. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's fucking masterpiece. I went with my buddy, Zach, who it's been so long since he had seen it. He didn't remember a second of it. And he was like, that was wow. Like, that would be the greatest. Exactly. And being able to sit next to him and like watch, watch him literally jolt out of his seat. And he's like a, he's a filmmaker as well. He's like a very like, well, like um, a very knowledgeable guy about all this stuff. He watches a lot of things and watching him jump out of his seat at that jump scare when the the head comes like when hoppers in the in the water and the fucking head pops that out is what still one of the scariest moments i remember it's one of the like, best it's one of the, my pants yeah it's one of the best jump scares ever and uh yeah god it's just so good but uh if you want to hear me talk more about jaws that i did do an episode of a show called formatted to fit your screen that's going to be out by the time this comes out it'll be like just coming out i think uh, but yeah, Zach Tennant, uh, host of that show, had me on to talk about Jaws. Your did you blow a fucking load? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Uh, question for you: Do you have a 4K TV? I don't have 4K yet. 
it's still uh yeah i'm still bro- I, it's the 65 inch fucking normie tv well i've been looking i know it would only be for like a like a 40 inch but like man those 4ks are nearly affordable oh they're and so like, cheap now yeah. yeah and and like i just remember like watching the like the 4k transfer of like alien and just being like this is a whole new film oh i know yeah it's no like, I... I need to get 4k everything yeah, I am getting 4K. Uh, I'm going to get 4K soon. Is this how, how DVD dudes in like early 2000s felt? 100%. <laughs> when it was, yeah, that all the openings when you put in the DVD and it's like shows you the grainy ass VHS yeah. and then it's like Paramount. It's fuck just that whole, shit. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see ends this next weekend. Gonna 14th. Yeah, going to hopefully see it beside the Myers house. Because there's a theater like right that beside. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, well, we'll do it someday. Uh, we'll go we have on a trip to. to LA. Yeah, uh, we'll get covered in smog. Actually, you're gonna have like terrible lungs when you come back. You'll be like, holy fuck. Uh, <laughs> I'm. Uh, let me just say, I'm excited to see Sewer Rat Myers. <laughs> sewer Rat Myers? Like you mean? You think that's gonna be the for... next one or ends? No, that like haven't you seen the trailer for Ends? I'm going to be real. I saw the first one. I haven't seen the other one yet. Okay. That's not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. That's where he, he's hiding in the sewer. That's funny. <laughs> so he's, he's literally like a sewer rat. So his mask we all float is not only here. burnt, but now it's covered in poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, covered I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's covered in dookie. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. Well, uh... Yeah, let's take a quick break and then, yeah, we'll be yeah. back talking about Spookies from 19, uh, 1986. 87. 86. 87. Yeah. 86. Bye. Happy birthday, Billy. And we have reached our main feature presentation where we're going to be discussing it's Boozy's pick. It's Boozy's pick. Spookies from 1986. Who would have guessed that that was my pick? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, oh man, I got, 
we got stories to tell here but uh yeah it's a 1986 cult horror film about an evil sorcerer who sacrifices a group of strangers who end up in his house in order to keep his wife alive question mark this whole movie is a question mark (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i want to start this off by saying that boozy like threw out some suggestions this being one of it was at the very top so i was like fuck it let's just do it i haven't i've never seen it it was on and, my watch list yeah and i've i looked it up and like this is you know there's there's still stuff to be explored that i haven't seen before but uh i do i always worry that i might have tapped every all of the good facets out there and that i might have seen everything that's worth seeing at this point because you know the the depression and watching movies non-stop for my entire life it's uh there's not a lot of stuff deadly combo exactly there's just there's not a lot and that's not me that's the furthest thing from bragging it's just i've seen a lot and uh sometimes you find these movies like tammy and the t-rex is one of them where it's like you think you need to see it but you don't you, you don't really need to um it's there's more not... of a novelty honestly exactly but i saw some people had some things to say about spookies i saw some of the the pictures on it and i was like yeah this has got to be promising there's got to be something here and i started it and i think i got like 15 minutes in the first time i ended up going back and starting from the beginning and then because like i just wasn't in the mood I, I was just not in the place to be watching a movie when i first started it but i did text boozy i was like is it too late to pick something else like i, I feel like <laughs> I feel like this might end up being like kind of dry and not not like a lot to talk about. And then when I went back to rewatch it, I I texted you like 45 minutes into the movie. I was like, I apologize. (laughs) There is so much to talk about here. And then I put my phone down and I finished it. And oh boy, what a picture. (laughs) I'm so glad that you gave it the time because I, I, I felt that energy that like maybe we should pick something else and it's like well that's fair but spookies is its own thing this is truly its own thing this is one of a kind this is lightning in a bottle in like the worst way (laughs) it's um it's It's kind of comedy of of errors oh it absolutely this this is a movie man that i i now i recommend i wholeheartedly recommend this at the top of the list for movies that's like if you want to just put a movie on with you there's always that type of movie where you can just have on in the background and like have your friends over you guys can talk while you're watching if you need to there's this, you're not this gonna would miss play anything. so well at a halloween party just Absolutely. playing in the background because it's just all half-baked visuals but the visuals are fucking good like there's a lot of it like this is just a practical effects extravaganza but i don't think that that's what it was supposed to be I no. ended up kind of becoming obsessed with it and I watched an hour and 40 minute documentary about it because this is one of those things where I just want to I just want to fucking know how it went so wrong. And you want to like, pick people's brains about this? Well, you got to wonder, like, this was one of those movies where I was, you know, I was thinking about it. I'm like th- thinking about how hard it is to get stuff made these days and how so very few people get that opportunity to be able like you know the i still haven't seen it yet but parker finn is the director he he made two short films and then he made smile that new movie that's out and it it was another Uh, one that just crushed at the box office i haven't seen it yet so i don't know that looked uh i i don't know we haven't really talked about this at all it looks very much like that mainstream uh the truth of dares yeah that's the thing though is like i i agree with like i was talking about this with coworkers. it's like some of it kind of looks like it could be like an it follows type art house mm-hmm. movie, but then it also looks like it could end up being like a truth or dare 
Um, but I've heard very mixed things. I, I want to see it. I like I watch every horror movie, but it I feels think... like they kind of just took that like that idea of Momo. Do you remember Momo? That yes, picture yeah, or yeah. whatever? It, it's like they just took that and like, let's make a movie about something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think good for Parker Finn. Like he's a young, yeah. young director and he made two short films and then got this huge movie that made it number one at the box office. It's making a killing. Like that's a win for horror and that's a big win for for you know aspiring filmmakers. But uh mm-hmm. But then you look at a movie like Spookies, it's like, fuck, it just seems like everything, if you, you could get anything made in the 80s, it's like, how, how did this, this is truly one of those, how, how did this happen? So I wanted to find out more. And then learning about it, it's like, it's so much messier than you even probably imagined. Like, <laughs> I, I think it, it's more or less like what makes it so interesting is what you're talking about. The fact that it did eventually get made and released because this was made over quite a few years. Um, but there's, there, I'm sure there's thousands upon thousands of these exact same type of things that just never got picked up again. It's just more of a miracle that this film got picked up by somebody else who was willing to shoot more and try and make it into I don't something. Think that's the thing is from an outside perspective, I totally understand why you would think that that's how it happened, but that isn't even, that's not even how this happened. Like this, this is just like this See, is from like, what I got was it was a bunch of former porn directors and they kept getting booted off. So someone else would come in and make their version of it and they stapled it all together. Close. That, like, and that's that, why that's, it makes no sense. That's the other best part about this movie is that there are so many theories out there about how it ended up being such a fuck show. And <laughs> it's it's funny because like there if you go on IMDb there are reviews like they're not even it's not in the trivia it's the reviews there are crew members being like there is false information on this trivia on this page and it's them being like this isn't what happened i was there because like it's one of those <laughs> things where it's like how do we get to a point where 45 minutes into a movie like ghoulies like mud monsters rise from the grave and start farting, farting everywhere monsters. yes like the farting it's like what the fuck man like, so the what was the, what's the best way to explain Spookies? Because I would say it's it's a haunted house film that's just skits that kind of come together at certain points. Yeah, it's it, they're each like their own little thing when they go into certain wings of a house. Whole story that like you know even in like Night of the Demons is one where it's like all the this this ragtag group of friends ends up at the wrong place and shit goes wrong. And it's like, you know, it's even like evil dead. It's evil dead. It's evil dead. Like it's story, the story beat. But the thing is this movie more than any of them, like uh, I was trying, I think it's Friday the 13th part three is really guilty of this as well. But like a group of people that just would never be friends, but that's the, that's what, yeah. The, the 3d. Yeah. 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 Well that, but in this movie in particular, like it's like, how do all of these people end up at the same place at this like secluded? Well, that's one of them is obviously a chauffeur <laughs> just happened to get stuck with them. One guy uh, is hot off of a, a runway. He did some sort of drag show because he's clearly just wearing garbage bags. Yeah. Yeah. No one. <laughs> that's There's the a thing guy, that... the puppeteer. Yeah, the puppet. The, and these are all the least of your worries with spookies. Like that, that becomes so irrelevant when the car, the carnage starts happening because it's just fucking ridiculous. Like it's just let's see how many practical effects creatures we can get on the screen at the same time. Why? I don't know. It, it'll, it'll be cool. It's it'll cool be spooky. Shit. It'll yeah, be spooky. And 
theory. Yeah, of course it is. Like some of them look really, really bad, but campy and like it's still fun. But then Which there's one do you really... think looks the worst? Oh, the cat person. The guy from Oh yeah. I was some... gonna say the the xenomorph hallway monster. Oh yeah, that one's pretty rough too. That but one's the... pretty rough. <laughs> but that's that's part that's the charm of the movie. Make yes. no mistake, I'm a fan of spookies now. Like I want to say that to anyone. I'm listening. so happy that you turned around on this. That I just finished it. Like yeah. the first little bit, I was like, oh, I don't know. I, I for some reason that's not a knock against Phantasm at all, but I was getting like Phantasm vibes where I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's gonna be one of those ones that like doesn't make sense until you have to like really think about it. But then it's like, oh no, this yeah, it doesn't make sense, but you don't stand a chance at trying to decipher it. Like no, the, it's, it's just a ridiculous people's visions, quote unquote, of a film. It's a compilation video, man. <laughs> like it's it's really just a compilation of it, like I, I was looking around even on YouTube of being like, I just because, you know, lots of people edit together, like all the kill scenes. It's like editing all together, all the craziest shit in Spookies still breaks down to like 25 minutes because yep. there's just like nonstop shit in this movie. Um, they they have people die who you don't actually like get to be introduced to. There there are secret people. Uh, like I think one of the funniest ones I didn't notice because I watched this twice. Uh, I didn't notice till the second time. One of the guys gets swallowed up into the ground because a tombstone comes up that says yep. his name, but they never say his name. So it, it could have just put up anybody's name and he'd be equally confused and just get sucked underneath. Yeah. Oh man, and how about the 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 highlight? It's got to be well. Besides the like, I, how did you feel once we got to farting zombies? That one threw me off because not that they were playing it straight before, but it seemed like that was the final frontier. That was still like it was goofy to begin with, but when that started happening, yeah, I, I found out how it happened. So that's what I'll share on this podcast. Please, man, like this is just it is executive producer interference the movie this is having one person on your crew who holds the money and is completely unhinged and like there is no stopping this fucking madman like apparently there's this guy i gotta look up his name because he's one of the producers this documentary man is so savage it's all the whole crew are they just ripping him (laughs) oh my god they are dragging him through the mud so hard but it's like when you hear what he did it's like fair like fair, this yeah. guy he fucked up so many people's hard work. Like, and he just like he would have been the most frustrating person to work with. Like, he can only imagine. Like, apparently, this guy would just he would come on set. His name's Michael Lee. He would just show up on set, and he's the guy who'd be like, "Hey, hey, hey, pull my finger, pull my finger." <laughs> like, one guy even <laughs> oh, said, "Oh, he's he's like sexual harassment." The guy <laughs> exactly, and one one of the three directors. Um, because there's two directors that left the movie, and mm-hmm. then he brought on the ex-porn star, ex-porn director to finish it off. Um, but like they had like done pickup shots for like years. Like it was just like trying to decipher this movie, trying to put it together so they could get it out and sell it. Um, but one of the directors, he straight up says he was into all things anal. <laughs> and I just could I was like, man, this <laughs> fucking poor bastard. But then you hear the story. Life's just out there now. Yeah, and on his IMDb, it only says that he he's only done this this Michael Lee guy, but apparently he was also like he would he would came onto set and would brag about all the money he's made off of movies that like he doesn't care about, and he's like, 
I just buy them for nothing and I sell them for all this and blah, blah, blah. And I change them. And like it, people, he's just like an evil tyrant of a film producer. Um, but yeah, he apparently it was, he demanded the farting zombies thing. And they were like, what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, no, like, and they all tried fighting for it and he just refused to let it go. And he kept on, there was one story that this guy shares. Uh, I got to pull this up here. Yeah. So apparently the producer, Michael, he, he ran onto the set one time and was like, he was telling the cameraman, like the DOP, what types of lenses he was going to be using that day. That's not a fucking job of an executive producer. Those the director and the DOP are the ones who are supposed to be figuring that out. And this producer's, and then he's getting them to like, there, there's one scene where he felt like it was going on for too long. So he demanded that they cut the center of the film just and then splice it together to speed oh it up. God. So he cut the center of the frame out. <laughs> and it's just so when you're watching the movie, there are times where you're like, this doesn't like what, what? Like it's just the way it's edited and cut together. He also doesn't know a thing about film editing. And he was beside the editor demanding all of these things. <laughs> like, so it's just this one guy fucking everyone. And it's still oh got it's such a wild cautionary tale. But I, he, I do remember hearing something about um, one of the people doing practical effects was like 17 or something because the other guy got fired. Yeah, the, he got fired. And there were like the all the people that they were had to have in suits and everything like that or be dressed up as ghoulies or or zombies or anything like that. Like some of them just wouldn't show up to work. Uh, you so mean they would spookies spookies yeah some of them just wouldn't show up to work so like the second ad was hopping into the makeup (laughs) chair (laughs) like this is very much that production um but yeah that makes it so endearing oh it does it's a little film that could watching these people be so pissed about it still all these years later it's magical like apparently this is all on the vestron dvd but you can find it on youtube it's just uh it's like the making of spookies or something. It's an hour and 40 minutes and it's all on YouTube for free. I watched the whole thing. It's, it's wild. Um, but apparently the Michael, like the producer, he came up to one of the directors one day when they were about to shoot and he's like, I have good news. And then the director was like, you have one day to live. <laughs> like he hated him that much, but he's like, no, 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 no. I got us a gorilla suit. He's like, why do we need a gorilla suit? He's like, he, that's just the mentality that was put into this movie is if I can find something, we're going to put it in. Right. And that this makes is like so a much sense. mentality. It makes so much sense when you see this fucking movie because it's it's just a, it's a compilation of everything. Oh, God, it's such a mess. But I, I really enjoyed watching it. it. It is wild that it came out in 86. But well, obviously it feels dated because it was on the shelf for like four years or something, but it, it it feels so before its time in terms of being just like budgetary and how it's shot. I And I do have to say that the reason I wanted to do this to begin with was for the almighty Spider-Woman scene. Which is the best scene in the movie. Best. It, it is terrifying. It is so cool. And that spidery thing when it fully transforms that face that sucks him dry sucks him dry which is actually i love that it's just a balloon yeah the effect is amazing it's just this guy's body just deflating it's creepy that's where under the skin got it from yeah under the skin is a direct ripoff of ghoulies or or i mean spookies. spookies sorry 
We should we should have done a marathon with like ghoulies, spookies, other things that end in e's. Is there yeah. willies? Willies, yeah. That's the thing though. Is like this to me. Obviously, it's not as good as these things because Stuart no. Stuart Gordon made really good movies. Like I'm talking about like dolls and you know reanimator. Dolls all that kind of so fun. Exactly, but like if you're into that kind of stuff, Spookies is essential viewing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Spookies is like you you gotta do it once just so you can see how fucking bonkers this movie can be. And it's never boring, like because it just Yeah, yeah. Your attempt at like piecing together what the story is in your brain, because you just your brain is trying the whole time. And it's great trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And my favorite part was admitting defeat at like it was when the farting zombies happened. I was like, first of all, I paused it because I was like, what the fuck? And I looked up, like I looked up. I'm like, am I, am I hearing something? Is that supposed to be something else? And it just sounds like farts. And then I found like the clip on YouTube and like all the people talking about it. I'm like, oh my god, that's the moment where I stopped trying to decipher what was happening, <laughs> and I just let the movie play. And I was rewarded with some bonkers special effects. I think, uh, yeah, that's kind of the the main flag i could i could put in the ground for this is this is kind of a cool look at practical effects and how they've changed and and what works and what doesn't i still think a lot of that spider stuff works uh maybe not some of the earlier like the face stuff but when you see like, like the limbs detach i think like yeah all that's that good effect so it's it's yeah. great and and it still looks great but yeah this is just I, I was hoping to do this episode more as just like a, yeah let's watch something bizarre and fun that's like who else is talking about spookies right now people you know, need to be not? that's the thing yeah they, exactly we yeah. need a spookissance <laughs> Jesus yeah it's because it's on shutter I think it's also on Tubi but I know a lot of the shutter stuff is on Tubi um, but this is a perfect fucking Tubi shout movie. out Tubi Yes, the absolutely. Best streaming service ever. That, that, that is the greatest gift besides our child that you've ever given me. <laughs> our illegitimate child. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We don't talk about him. That's why he's still locked in the cellar. Um, yeah, no, Tubi's the best place where you can watch. You can do a double feature of Spookies and Chedzar. I like to pay monsters. Oh, also, uh, this is a side note on a personal. I've noticed that you've been posting, you've been watching a lot of older films. Have you been watching those? Where have you been finding those? Tubi? I, I, own, a, I own a ton of them. Like, That's I have fair. a bunch of, like, the the Vincent Price collections. Um, I bought some Hammer Horror stuff from Scream Factory when they released it, and I just hadn't watched them yet. Like, I was watching, right. like, Horror of Dracula. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, and also Canopy. Canopy, holy fuck boozy. That's going to be one of your new favorite things, too. It's just, oh, yeah? you know what it is? Just comes yeah. with a, a library card. Go get a library card, and then you'll have access to their server canopy. Holy shit, man. There's some, there's, it's like, there's some, there's everything you could possibly want to find on there. Like, it's a library, but of movies. <laughs> Having fun isn't hard when you have a library, a library card. Yes. <laughs> I've never heard that. Is that a uh, real thing? Yeah, that was from uh, uh, Arthur. Do you remember? Do you remember watching Arthur? Boy, I used to wake Boy. up. Er- I used to wake up earlier than I needed to before school, so I could fit an episode of Arthur in. I used okay. to love well, that Arthur. Was, that that's an Arthurism. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, I loved Arthur and Franklin. That stupid well, little fucking turtle. You didn't like the turtle. I thought you liked turtles. 
that well i just he franklin is a bitch you know who else is the worst was fucking rupert rupert fucking sucked. rupert sucked rupert, yeah if yeah if rupert got in one of those planes and just fucking ran into a building <laughs> i would not care rupert was the broke boy babar <laughs> oh my god that is the perfect yeah yeah you'd be like oh shit babar's but, on but it's babar like, oh. babar was the poor man's care bears too <laughs> fuck we're really breaking it down today you are i don't know about the, i can't co-sign on the care bear one but the other part yeah like you'd watch babar and be hyped and then it's like oh fuck there's that white bear god damn. yeah i just remembered the villains in care bears were, were very similar to the villains in babar and I remember yeah, I was like, why yeah. do I care about this? Very low rich... stakes villain. Yeah. Remember what a weird concept Babar was. It's like a, a rich elephant. Like it's like a richie rich, they but were... an elephant. They were ritzy. They... they were royalty. Yeah, but there was something like colonialism about them. <laughs> it, no, literally, it was like they were the English family. Yeah. yeah, they were they were like the English family in like a third world country basically it was the original the queen was babar (laughs) hey uh fuck fucking fuck the queen she's dead (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh i gotta show you i got a shirt uh, a rest in peace to the queen shirt can i show you yes please Are you still buying offensive okay. shirts? Yeah. Hold on. I know this makes for, for good podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. The, the bottom has the year on it. <laughs> oh my God. Where did you get that? <laughs> Targeted ads, baby. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. RIP the queen. <laughs> Have you worn that out yet? Yeah. <laughs> can you send? Can you send me a picture of that? Yeah, I can. Oh my god, fuck me, that's wild. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this has been a fun episode. Super fun talking to you again, man. Um, it's been I too long. It. I, I I enjoyed it. I think it was great. It has been too long. Also, I enjoyed our mini review of Hellraiser. We kind of threw that on last minute of like, let's talk about Hellraiser. And I'm glad I didn't sit on it any longer to watch it. I know it just came out, but I was planning on putting. I'm happy to see you liked it. I was curious. I I figured you would after I was watching. So I was like, I know you're not super into the BDSM shit, like, uh, but it's (laughs) and that's what's funny. Like I was I was uh, recommending it last night to. uh, to Morgan because she's been like looking for movies to watch yeah. and I was just like um, it's like Nightmare on Elm Street but for those people with weird fucking leather kinks <laughs> and she's like okay so me? People like, with daddy <laughs> issues? Yeah she's like you're recommending it to me and you're saying it's for those fucking weirdos who like leather <laughs> it's like we all secretly like a little leather. Alright well thank you all for listening to this episode of the Terror Table and next time you hear us it'll be our official Halloween episode um so yeah we're gonna have a we're gonna have a couple weeks in between this recording though so we're gonna have time to see lots of stuff uh plan out something fun for you all to listen to on all hallows eve sam hain Sawin. Sawin. all right uh anything any last thoughts boozy uh r.i.p to the queen once again. <laughs> <laughs> r.i.p i miss you okay uh thanks for listening everyone and we'll see you next time on the terror table 